Father God, thank you for paying for our sin at the cross. Lord, as we come to the Lord's table, help us to remember you well. In your name, amen. So we're coming this morning to the Lord's table, um, and we're going to learn a little bit from David uh, about repentance and hopefully have a greater love for his gospel. So let's start by reading from Psalm 51, verses 1 through 3. Turn with me there, and if you don't have a Bible, there are men um, who will bring them to you. Please raise your hand, and um, they'll hand one out. Psalm 51 is a very sweet psalm because we get to know a lot of the context um, in which it was written. I, I think this knowledge helps us better interpret the psalm and worship God through it. So if you read there, it says, When Nathan the prophet came to David after he had gone into Bathsheba. We're going to look at that interaction here in a minute. Um, And as we peek at this story, I want us to understand two truths about David's repentance. The first one is that David understood the depths of his sin. I also think if we look at this, we'll see that David could not truly understand the breadth of God's loving kindness. So let's start in verse 1 and read a few verses. It says, Be gracious to me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the greatness of your compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. This psalm starts with a plea for grace, and he appeals to God's loving kindness in that request. He asks God to cleanse him from his sin, a sin that was on the forefront of his mind. So turn with me quickly to 2 Samuel 12, so it can also be on the forefront of our minds. As you're turning there, I'll remind you of the story of David and Bathsheba. David was was staying home during a battle that he belonged at. He noticed a married woman committed sexual sin with her, and tried to cover it up in a way that ultimately led to her husband's death and David fathering her child and taking her as a wife. So now we come to chapter 12, in which enough time has passed that David most likely assumes this is a hidden sin. Let's pick it up in verse 1. Then the Lord sent Nathan to David. Let's pause for a second there. This was not a hidden sin. And God decided to bring conviction in David's life. What an amazing gift it is from God when he sends someone into our lives to bring conviction of sin. This had to be difficult for Nathan. But he did it. He was obedient to God. And he brought the sin up. And he brought it up through a parable that we'll read here. Let's take a look at this gracious parable. It says, There were two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a great many flocks and herds, But the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb, which he bought and nourished, and it grew up together with him and his children. And it would eat of his bread and drink of his cup and lie in his bosom, and was like a daughter to him. Now a traveler came to the rich man, and he was unwilling to take from his own flock or his own herd to prepare for the wayfarer who had come to him. Rather, he took the poor man's ewe lamb and prepared it for the man who had come to him. 
Then David's anger burned greatly against the man, and he said to Nathan, As the Lord lives, surely the man who has done this deserves to die. He must make restitution for the lamb fourfold, because he did this thing and had no compassion. Then Nathan said to David, You are that man. In God's grace, he helped David not only understand his sin, but understand the depth of it. He was now able to see the injustice of his own sin. But the exhortation didn't stop there. As we read the next couple of verses, put yourself in David's shoes and think about how these words must have felt. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, It is I who anointed you king over Israel. It is I who delivered you from the hand of Saul. I also gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your care, and I gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if that had been too little, I would have added to it you many more things like these. These words are biting. God is basically saying, I gave you everything you could ever have wanted, and if you could have wanted more, I would have given it to you. Everything that David had came from God, and that wasn't enough for David. And because it wasn't good enough, Nathan goes on to say, Why have you despised the word of the Lord by doing evil in his sight? You have struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword, have taken his wife to be your wife, and have killed him with the sword of the sons of Ammon. Nathan continues here, from here to detail how God will punish David for that litany of sin. And David responded with a simple but heavy statement. I have sinned against the Lord. This wasn't just a sin against Bathsheba. It wasn't just against Uriah. He sinned against the Lord. David did not say, I have sinned horribly. He did not compare what he did to others. He did not look at adultery and murder and think, well, those are big ones. My sin has gotten out of hand. Now I need to repent. No. He looked at God and said, I sinned against the Lord. Psalm 51.4 says, Against you and you only I have sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are justified when you speak and blameless when you judge. David understood who he sinned against and that God was justified with any punishment for that sin. So my question for you this morning is, do you understand the same thing about your sin? What sin has God revealed to you recently? The depth of your sin is not the problem. It is who you sinned against that is the problem. I'll assume for a minute that you're not a murderer, but I'll also say that David's sin is no greater in God's eyes. The sin you need to confess and repent of is against the same God. David understood the depth of his sin. Let's go back to Psalm 51 and see the breadth of God's loving kindness. Reading again, it says, Be gracious to me, O God, according to your loving kindness. According to the greatness of your compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. In Psalm 51.1, David pleads with God for grace and compassion. He asked God to wash him of his iniquity. I don't think David fully understood how God was going to answer this prayer. What God ended up doing here was truly amazing. God was completely gracious to David by sending Jesus to the cross to take that punishment for him. God showed more loving kindness than we can imagine by sending his son to the cross in his place. God washed David clean of his sin by sending the perfect high priest in Jesus to the cross for him. What God did at the cross was phenomenal by fully answering 
every aspect of this plea by David. And God did that for our sin as well. If we put put our faith and trust in Christ, he will wash our sins clean. So as we come to the Lord's table this morning, we need to understand the depth of our sin and remember the breadth of God's loving kindness towards us in sending his son to the cross in our place. If you do not put your faith and trust in Christ and his death on the cross, we're glad you're here. But we'd ask that you let the elements pass by and spend this time thinking about the depth of your sin against a holy God. If you have any questions, please see me or one of the elders after the service. Men, please come and serve us and take communion on your own.